When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Better never rest. A piano killer's in the sky. What a thrilling time to be alive. Good evening, everybody. This is The Georgia Show. I'm Jake Rowe, Rusty Mansell, and Palmer Toms. And uh, we're here to talk about a variety of topics, but the first and most important, Rusty, is... Palmer and I got on yesterday and we talked about, we had a live, we talked about Fran Brown and the fact that he's taking the Syracuse job. Uh, but soon after that was over, Georgia got some big news from Ellis Robinson, courtesy of our, courtesy of our man, Chad Simmons. Yeah. And I say this, um, you know, on three has him number three overall player in the country, regardless of position. And ESPN has him the number one high school football player in the country. Regard, he's over every quarterback. He's over every offensive tackle. Um, he is an elite, elite prospect at corner. And, uh, you know, that's big news. And, you know, you see that picture and it's kind of, it's kind of ironic or symbolic, whatever you want to say. Yeah. See Muschamp there, how close he was with him. Uh, obviously, Fran Brown offered him as a freshman in New Jersey. But, uh, you know, it's, it's late in the process. I know that he's been through a lot. And, uh, you know, visited some schools and certainly some schools that probably made some really interesting uh, offers to him. But uh, he feels like George is the place to develop him. He feels like George is the place where Kirby Smart, Will Muschamp, and, and whoever else they bring in. It's just he thinks it's a great spot for him. And that, listen, kudos to Fran Brown. His life and his family's life changed yesterday. Yeah. That's what you want. You know, that's yeah. the whole goal as a coach to get to this. And, what a day for Kirby Smart to now Kirby Smart can say, hey, not only can you get a job from Georgia, you don't have to be a coordinator to get a job from Georgia. Sam well, Pittman, we could already say it with, with yeah, Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman was not a coordinator. Shane Beamer at some point, you know, he wasn't a coordinator. So he was at Georgia for a little bit. But, but you know, the guys hired directly from Georgia, Fran Brown, and I, and I talked about this on the radio in Atlanta today. Buster Faulkner left an offensive coordinator at Southern Miss. He was on the field. He couldn't get an interview where he thought he wanted to, so he left the field, took a big pay cut to come to Georgia, to put Georgia on his resume, to put this conference on his resume, and it paid off for him. So, you know, I don't know where Georgia's going with this. We feel like we've made some notes, you know, on Dogs HQ, but, Dude, you talking about a, a feather in the cap for Kirby Smart on on the rest of his hires? Anytime a job opening comes up, he's got proof proof now. Absolutely, and and listen, I mean, I understood the folks that were going to be concerned about this Ellis Robinson thing if it if he didn't reaffirm so quickly, right? I, I was gonna, I yeah. totally understood it, but it just goes to show that 
while nobody's efforts are foolproof when it comes to recruiting, everybody's going to, you're going to lose some guys. I mean, nobody really does it better. You know, I mean, I think Nick Saban and company, they do it extremely well, just as good. Ohio State at times, just as good. But nobody <clears throat> puts more effort into surrounding it and the attention to detail. Like, here's the deal. How many times do you talk to a prospect, Rusty, on or off the record, and they say, oh, I talked to all the coaches or I talked to six or seven different coaches? They're, they're constantly building relationships because Kirby Smart knows this is going to happen. You've got to be ready for this. And and I think he does as good a job as – I mean, look back at that Sam Pittman loss. They, they kept everybody, Rusty. Cedric Van Pran, Tate Ratledge, Broderick Jones, everybody. It's unbelievable this. how they do it. Guarantee you this. I know 100% fact it happened with Tate Ratledge. Sam Pittman called Tate Ratledge the very next day and said, you don't need to go anywhere else. Georgia's a place for you. Why, Sam Pittman's trying to assemble a staff at Arkansas and no telling what he was going through in that first 24 hours. He called back to that kid and said, hey, you need to stay at Georgia. Cedric Van Pran, same deal. But I guarantee you yesterday, Fran Brown, conversation yeah. he had with that family. He's like, look, Georgia's, Georgia's still Georgia. That's where you need to be. And, um, you know, and, and and that's that's the respect for somebody like Fran Brown. But, you know, I've got to know Fran a little bit uh, yeah. over the last two years. And, dude, you know, just, just great kind of energy, man. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, spent some time with him at the coaches clinic in Athens. And I could tell why people were kind of, you know, he can recruit. And, uh you know, he's a ball coach too. So you know, he's gonna step into a program, but he but he's from there. He's from New Jersey. He's from that northeast area. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Those 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 uh those cool walks in the morning to the mailbox aren't gonna scare him. You know what I mean? So <laughs> none, none of us three are cut out for that. But uh, you know, the Fran Brown, you know, uh those guys have been at Temple and uh he's done he's done a really good job, man. He's done a really it, good job. It it got below 30 this morning and I was I was freaking out. Um, <laughs> now, um, you know, we last night we talked with a couple of um, friends, defensive backs, and you know, obviously these two guys, Fran works with the the corners primarily, and Muschamp works with the safeties um, and, and stars. But you know, they all work together, and and the fact that you know Fran has that that money mob, uh, you know, chain that, yeah. that goes to the top defensive back. You know, obviously, I got, oh, I get that from him. I need that. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we asked Tyke Smith if it was staying in Athens. He said they hadn't had that conversation yet. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, when you hear from Tyke and Javon Bullard, um, those two guys, two leaders in that secondary, the, the fact that they say that, you know, hey, Coach Fran, you know, we're, we're proud of him. We're, we're super excited for him. And, you know, he's he's coming out to practice today and, and giving us the same energy and effort that he was before getting this job. And, you know, not nothing's changed. And, you know, obviously – the, a lot will depend on the result of Saturday and, and whether, you know, whether he stays in Athens with, with the team through the playoffs or, you know, heads up. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Saturday, just my opinion, Palmer, Saturday's it for him. And that's certainly understandable. You know, you're going yeah. to start, a pro, you're going to start a program and, um, I, you know, unless I'm totally different, but I think this, this is probably going to be it for him. Well, yeah, and, and, and where's a little, History's told us that the guys stay on, but the transfer portal is a different issue now altogether. Right. And, and and where it's a little bit different, that. where yes. it's a little bit different, Jake, is that he's a position coach and not a coordinator. In in the case of you know Kirby when he was at Alabama or Lanning when he was at here at Georgia, those guys were coordinators and in charge of an entire side of the ball. Fran is just a position group. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and not only that, he's a position group with a guy helping him out. You know, exactly. Yep, a little must champ there, and I'm sure that that you know not a lot will change. But um, one last thing on Fran, and, and kind of speaks to what Rusty was talking about. I, I, I mentioned it. I spent probably 25 minutes with him in the two media day sessions that we had for the college football playoff last year, and there's a seriousness, but a relatability. But uh, it's it's very real. You know, it's not like you're talking to a guy that just puts on a, a show for you. I mean, you're going to get the the real guy. Um, and they're, every other coach I've ever known like that, they all recruit like gangbusters. Um, Mike Bobo's like that. You know, I mean, there's – it's just – it's it, you know, John Lilly was like that. It's like a – you just don't get a lot of fakeness. You know that you're talking to a real person there, and I think that, that recruits and, and coaches and, and parents definitely value that. Uh, Palmer, uh, I'm, I'm going to do this like Prime. Cue up my theme music real quick. Uh, do this uh, – Cue up the prize picks and let's talk about them for a second because we got some picks to make. And uh, <clears throat> I would like to compliment us because we are we are we have been able to do this. They've been putting out some Georgia stuff to the point that we've been able to make six picks in two weeks, and we have got them all. I don't. I mean, you can Hot. if y'all are at home, you can just scroll in on that little you know that money thing up there, and you can see to you know, hey, hundred bucks a week. We're rusty. We're going to Vegas Dude, I'm as a staff. Go. Ready to go right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that wasn't what you were saying right before we got on the show. I don't I don't know if you got a late night in Vegas on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said the same thing. I, I went and cut down a Christmas tree today. All right. So um prize picks. Palmer, let's get into them. Uh you and I discussed one. It was Jalen Milrow against Georgia this week in the SEC championship game. And what was it, 39 and a half rushing yards? It is, it is 38 and a half rushing yards, more or less on that. And, and I know where you're leaning there, Jake. I like the over, Rusty. What do you I think? think? Yeah, I like the over. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like Milrow in the 50 to 60 range in this game. Wow. And I, and honestly, I think that's good news for Georgia if he's in the 50 60 range. So, I um, I I'll, I'll tell you this one, the the one that we got above that, 271 and a half passing yards on Carson Beck, it's gone up since we since oh, has we, it? you know, talked about it, Jake. It was uh, it was in the two fifties earlier, uh, yeah. you know, two fifty five maybe. Um, it is now up to two seventy one and a half. So, um, you know, last Saturday against Georgia Tech was the first time this season that he's gone sub two fifty. Was the only FBS quarterback that was able to say that. I, I think you know the odds makers here at, at Prize Picks caught onto that and, and brought that number up a little bit. Well, I imagine a lot of people were taking the over when right. it was, was two sixty. Whatever, Rusty. What do you think about that one? It's a lot of passing yards against a, a good pass, defense. A lot of passing yards. I think the I would probably go under that. My 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 pick. I'd go under that. Yeah, I see him right in that neighborhood. It's a tough yeah. one for me. Yeah. So if I'm on the fence, I, I'll I'll I will defer to you guys. What, what, what I will say on that one too is that Alabama just gave up over 200 yards on the ground, and Georgia's been running the ball really well. Yeah. I I kind of think that they may uh they they may you know run the rock a little bit. And, and that's going to factor into my pick here as well. Um, we got Dejan Edwards. It's rushing and receiving yards total. He caught the ball out of the backfield a couple times last week. And that's a big part of the, uh, the Georgia yep. passing game, um, yep. especially if they're going to have any sort of limitations on, on, you know, a couple of banged up players. Um, you know, I, I'm sure we'll get to talking about that, but I like Dejan. I, I like Dejan to go over that uh to that seventy nine and a half 
uh, total rushing receiving yardage. I'm not going to lie. I think we're going over three this week. <laughs> hey, we're, we're due for one of those no that's our, that's exactly why that is exactly why I, I you know nine for nine is something else but hey georgia's won 29 in a row so that's it hey prize picks listen get your picks in um palmer what is the technical term for somebody who cross picks what do you mean they're like picks across sports isn't there like a like a isn't there like a technical term for that from prize picks i don't know I don't either. All right, get your prize picks in. <laughs> deposit match, deposit match up to $100 on your first deposit um, with the promo code DOGS. Is that right? D A W G S. Promo code DOGS, D A W G S. They'll match up your first deposit up to $100. Um, and yeah, so with, with the things you've, you can't go all Georgia, you got to get two teams in there. Uh, that caught us the first time that we were, we were in here messing around with it a little bit, but. You know, you can you can keep it all on the SEC championship game. Get Georgia, get Alabama. If you want to, you know, get out and, and you want to get in on, they've got you know college basketball. They've got an NBA, NFL. They've even got Georgia some some numbers and odds set for Georgia tonight against Florida State. If you want if you want to put get in there quick, but um, Prize Picks the place to be. All right, let's get into some SEC championship game talk. And I, I guess the logical place is to start with a little bit of injury. Um, you know, a little bit of injury talk. Georgia's got four or five guys banged up, um, mainly on the offensive side of the ball. Brock Bowers, Tate Ratledge, uh, Lab McConkey, Rara Thomas. Um, without basically giving away full reports that were taken over at Dogs HQ, Rusty, what, what are we thinking here? Big game. Got to got to push through, man. You gotta you gotta give if you're if you're seventy percent, eighty percent. Like this is this is. And don't get much bigger than this. And I think people understand, um, you know, the winner of this game and just say if Alabama were to win and were to get in, they would be very dangerous in a four-team playoff. Obviously, Georgia has that respect from anybody if, they, if they're in. Um, but, but you got to go this week. This is – I'll say this. I don't know that Georgia will play a, a tougher game, a tougher opponent the rest of the year than they will Saturday. The only point. one, The only one, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is Oregon. That's the only one, in my opinion, that Maybe. might be a be- that that might give them more problems. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that. And it's listen, I'm not saying Kirby Smart's going to go full Bud Kilmer and start jamming needles in the kids or anything like that. That ain't going to happen. But um, these guys, man, and it's it, it, listen, I, they're going to have to tie Brock Bowers to something. I would imagine to keep him off the field. They're going to have to probably put him in a Hannibal Lecter type deal to keep him out of there. Um, Lab McConkey probably the same way. Brock, Brock Bowers didn't have surgery to sit out Saturday. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that's he didn't have. You know what I mean, like that dude. We talked about he could have tapped out and still been a first rounder. And that's right. Yeah, he he didn't go under. He didn't go under anesthesia for to no. to sit out on Saturday. That's that's no. very true. Um, yeah, I mean, I think right now the the feeling is is that you know if I had to say today, I'd say that all four of those guys give it a go. Um, don't know if they'll finish the game. Don't know if they'll have huge impacts on the game. I think all four of those guys um, will uh, will give it a go and, and and get after it. Palmer, let me ask you this, man: Who do you think is if you if you had to pick one other than Bowers? Is it is it just Lad for sure, or, or how do you look at it? Uh, of of the banged up guys, yeah, obviously Bra- Brock is number one. Yeah, 
in in terms of likelihood to play or or if you had you know, to pick one that, that if you had to pick one that that Georgia needed the most yeah i i, I do think it's McConkey. um you know and and obviously they've had Dylan Bell step up recently that Tennessee game and and that Georgia Tech game had some good plays there um but you know to have a second weapon in the passing game and one that is a, a proven type player there, you know, consistently doing it. it it's lad because, you know, you look at, I, you would, if you're choosing between those two receivers, him and Ra Ra, you'd take lad over him. Sure. Uh, and then the offensive line, um, you know, I, I think has been, you know, outstanding with or without Tate Ratledge. And you can very easily get by that with the depth that Georgia has built up there. Um, you know, Micah Morris and Dylan Fairchild and, and Xavier Trust capable of playing guard. You've got enough guys on the interior there that you feel really comfortable with. So, uh, of those four, obviously you're choosing Brock Bowers to to suit up and and you know give it a go. But if you, if you got to go number two, it's it's going to be Lad McConkey for me. I'm extremely disappointed in a former offensive lineman that you did not <laughs> pick the War Daddy right there. Uh, I, I I totally agree with you, but I, to play devil's advocate here, I think you look at it and you're like, okay, if you could just automatically just you know, surge one of them to full strength. I don't know, man. I do think Tate Ratledge is more is a very valuable piece in a game like this because that calming force on the offensive line, all of that experience, he is a he is a war daddy. He's played a lot of big football at that right guard position. I, I think I, I would I would I would still take Lad, but I do think it's a little bit of a closer battle there because I do think Tate's better than Xavier Truss at that position who Listen, he's the whipping boy for the fan base, but I don't know anybody that's been more important for Georgia this season. He has played four out of five positions on the offensive line and played them all respectably. Um, so it's just, you know, he, again, he's not a superstar or anything, but the way he is, has been a, a – an, um, I don't want to call him an Iron Man. The way he's been a jack-of-all-trades, a Swiss Army knife has just been – Five-tool, five-tool, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I will say – if if we're including the defensive guys in there, it's Jamon Dumas Johnson. Yeah, I could. Yeah, and and you could make a case that Julian Humphrey could be more important than Lad too. You know, obviously with the speed that Alabama's got at receiver, and you know the the way that he, they're able to use Julian as a, as a rotational guy. Um, you, yeah, you I, I still wouldn't case. put either one above Lad. I don't think. Yeah, I I, I would put Jam I would put Jamon above Lad. Just because of the way that Alabama's been running the ball, and you know the physicality that it's going to take to play against Jalen Milrow, I don't know that you know Jamon is is the fastest guy that you want you know spying the quarterback necessarily. But you know I do think that he brings a physical presence to that defense. You know when he's out there, and not that I'm saying that there's any chance that he gives it a go this Saturday. Right. Um, very doubtful. Um, you know you, you're looking at C.J. Allen and Raylan Wilson to step up there, and you know we we see the comment here. Um, about smile and what's he dealing with? Kirby said he's banged up. Kirby said he was banged up after the uh, Georgia Tech game, and that he's you know. But everyone is at this time of year, and, and I think that you know if if he was not in there late in that game, you know, Jake, you pointed out to me that that Jalen Walker was in there, um, you know, playing some true inside linebacker. I think it's more because they're trying to get those other guys some reps instead of and and you know knowing that they had that game, you know, in control pretty much, um, you know, and and knew that they could probably rest, smile a little bit with what's ahead this week. All right. Now, let uh, shift our focus on this Alabama game real quick to 
I, we'll talk about this on our on our game day show um, later on in the week. It'll be a Saturday morning, seven o'clock. But Rusty, when when you look at Alabama, where are they? Where do you think Georgia maybe has an edge? Where do you think Georgia it can can attack and and maybe they're vulnerable a little bit? Well, you know, um, I think the linebackers are a spot that that Alabama has. It's usually. You know, you usually deal with them. You think, man, they got a couple of first rounders. They got a first rounder in there. Uh, they, they, for whatever reason, kind of taken a step back, in my opinion, at linebacker. Um, and speed of the speed of them there would be a, uh, you know, can they match up with with Beck? Can they match up with with uh, Dejan Edwards out of the backfield? Can they match up with Dylan Bell out of the backfield? Um, you know, that's not the the most, the, the I would say, the most important. But I think that's one that's not getting mentioned enough. I think Georgia could definitely, right now, I would take Brock Bowers and Oscar Delp and Dejan Edwards against their inside linebackers in space. And, and listen, for as much as we talk about Caleb Downs, I think Caleb Downs was the number one player in the state of Georgia last year. Uh, this kid's a super freak. Uh, they're moving him. They've been playing him more at star position, I think, to help support those guys, Jake, to get him closer mm-hmm. to, to get him closer to the box. So you might see Caleb Downs versus Brock Bowers, and that's going to be two first rounders. Now, Brock Bowers, if he's a hundred, if that Brock Bowers is ninety percent, he's a problem for anybody. I don't care who you are. Uh, he's just so big and fast, uh, you know. So I'm interested to see how Alabama plays Brock Bowers. Uh, but you see, last week. You know, they move um, Caleb Downs into that star position, uh, similar to what Tyke Smith plays for Georgia. So, uh, to me, that means they're kind of – I think they're trying to get some support up in that box and, and, and around a little closer to the line of scrimmage. And he's a really good athlete. Caleb Downs is a fantastic oh. athlete, but but not just Brock Bowers. Um, you know, Dominic Lovett, kind of a, se- a seasoned route runner, a very quick guy, maybe get some quick separation there against a guy that that hasn't played a lot. I mean, I know Auburn, um, you know, Auburn, last week against Auburn, uh, Deontay Lawson, one of uh, one of Alabama's inside linebackers, was able to return and play. Don't think any they would say anybody in that run defense played particularly well, but that, I would say that's a matchup too. Uh, the, the one area I think they are is maybe on the uh, – I know the offensive line has gotten better as the year has gone on, but – I look at it and and you combine kind of that Georgia Tech game and kind of the the focus that I'm sure Georgia's going to come out and play with after kind of playing unfocused, uninspired football there on the interior against Tech. I think that's an area that that, that Georgia needs to win and can win and can exploit a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying Alabama's not good. They're very good. They're very big. They're also very young, and I think that's an area. Palmer, do you have anything uh, to add there in terms of who where you think Georgia may have an edge in this game? Yeah, I don't – just yeah, overall – I mean, Palmer says Georgia's going to lose. Yeah, yeah. No, o- overall, the way that I've kind of looked at this game is, you know, it's going to be a, one of, you know, who can get more stops. And I think, you know, obviously when, you know, people are doing the quarterback comparisons, running back, offensive line, yada, 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 like – it doesn't matter if if Carson Beck is a better quarterback than Jalen Milrow. What matters is that Carson Beck and this Georgia offense are better than that Alabama defense as a whole. And you know, ultimately, I think that Georgia is able to get the the, the separation between Georgia's offense and Alabama's defense is wider than that between than that of 
Alabama's offense and Georgia's defense. I think Georgia's offense is, you know, if you put Georgia's offense and Alabama's defense out on the field 10 times, Georgia's offense is going to score seven or eight of them. Um, you know, the, really the only thing that has stopped them as of late has been themselves, turnovers and and things like that. Um, you know, I, I think if, if you're looking the, at the Alabama offense and the Georgia defense, I think it's about a coin toss, 50-50. Um, but I, I like, you know, scoring 80% of the time better than I do scoring 50% of the time. And ultimately that's where I think that Georgia has an overall edge in this game. Um, you know, because these, all these two teams are so talented at single specific position groups, I don't know that there's a, a huge edge anywhere. Um, but you know, as a whole unit, I, I think, you know, uh, and I completely agree with both of y'all where y'all have talked about those positions, but I think as a whole, um, you know, Georgia's defense and compared to Alabama's offense has a bigger advantage than, than, uh, you know, the flip side of things. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Basically Palmer's saying that if Georgia scores more points than Alabama. Yep. Dylan Brooks is right here. The, the, the team yeah. that scores more will win. <laughs> hey, I, I, Palmer, they're, they're, uh, that's the best analysis I've heard. It's hundred percent correct. Uh, something else that is uh, also the best and correct, and if you want to come correct, you will get one of these. Um, listen, I know you none of you guys aren't Rusty Mansell. You don't have the stomach to wait 25 more days to do your Christmas shopping, okay? Because Rusty, Rusty's got Rusty's got 25 more days uh, until he's even going to get going. Um, I didn't thought about it. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I, I know I've been around a long time, Rusty, and I know. T- December 24th is the only time Rusty Mansell needs needs to be out of pocket during Christmas season. Right. Um, listen, if you're looking for the perfect gift for, for your Georgia for the Georgia fan in your life, um, that, that has almost everything. They don't have everything because they don't have this. Um, you need to check out the these Georgia National Championship timepieces at Axia because Axia Time has got it going on. I got one of these bad boys sitting right here on my desk. I'm not gonna do an unboxing because it's you sure involved. Me. I showed it to Palmer. It is very involved. That is a great way of putting it. That is very involved to get that thing out. But listen, it it comes with all sorts of gadgets and gizmos and gears. It's beautiful. It is one of the coolest things I've ever had a chance. Listen, I've I've held some watches. I've never held one quite like this. I've never held a timepiece quite like this one. Uh, these are heirloom quality, Swiss-made mechanical watches. The technology in these things has been around for for hundreds of years and but this is just one of those that's been perfected um these are available for men and women they're a perfect way to celebrate this historic back-to-back national championship victories Ch- come check out these these time pieces at axia time a-x-i-a time.com that's axia time.com and if you're looking for something even just a little bit more special axia has teamed up with 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 the university of georgia and the classic city collectives to basically support the student athletes not basically for sure support the student athletes um with these limited edition kirby smart autograph collection if you get one of these it will contribute to the student athletes uh, at georgia who are partnered with axia time and the classic city collective um with the majority of the proceeds actually going there uh so check it out this there's no better way it's the perfect way to commemorate these back-to-back national championships uh, and go check them out at axiatime.com, A-X-I-A time.com. Watches that tell a lot more than time. All right, we are chopping wood. We are chopping some some wood. I was sawing wood earlier today, but we're going to chop some wood. 
and I wish I was chopping instead of solid, <laughs> but whatever. Um, Palmer, what do you got? Man, throwing me on the spot just right after I'm Palmer. I'm what do you got? Ads. Um, now I, I, you know, we we talked about this a little bit, you know, with Georgia's linebackers and the injury situation and Jamon being out in this Alabama run game. I am looking at, you know, chopping wood about CJ Allen and Raylan Wilson and and looking at those two guys as, you know, potential difference makers on Saturday. Um lot a lot of pressure is going to be put on them. This is the biggest stage they've played in. Um but, you know, Kirby said this week, he said, "Look, they they grew up and they grew up fast because you're talking about, you know, the opponents that they've played these last 3 games, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Georgia Tech, 3 very different styles, three very physical games, three very important games for Georgia. Um, and those guys were thrown into the fire with them. So, you know, they've handled it well. C.J. Allen's won two out of the three SEC Freshman of the Week honors uh, in, in that time. Uh, I think he finished tied for the team t- high in tackles this past Saturday. He had the lead against Ole Miss. Um, so he has certainly done played his part. Raylan Wilson has, uh, you know, had not quite as – you know, it's been statistically as strong as Allen, but, you know, is a, you know, freak in, of nature himself. I'm looking at those guys to have a big game, um, you know, on Saturday and, you know, think that it's important that they do because this uh, this Alabama run game is uh, is something else, especially with, uh, you know, Jalen Milrow as a uh, Lamar-like guy, as Kirby described him. A better version of Lamar, a, a, a Madden Better version of Lamar Jackson. I don't know that he, he, he. I don't think he said better version of Lamar. He's what I heard. He described. He he compared him to Lamar Jackson, and that's an NFL MVP. That Apparently, we got some rascals out there taking offense to him saying that it, Lamar uh, that Milrose just different than Tim Tebow. So I don't know. It's, <laughs> you know, folks. All right, Rusty, what you got? It'll be short and sweet. Um, chop wood for two people that. You really just know they're going to show up. You just have two people that you can count on, two people that play the game the right way, two people that are physical, two people that love football. Uh, You just know that Saturday these guys are going to make a lot of plays, and that's Malachi Starks and Javon Buller. I mean, these guys, I mean, Bull uh, covered him, you know, come out of high school, and they they just make plays, man. And and they, I think people take for granted how good of tacklers they are. And when you go back and look at Eric Singleton from Georgia Tech, and I don't know if many people know, but I think Eric Singleton ran the second fastest hundred meters in the country last year in high first school. First in Georgia, right? First in Georgia, yeah. I think he ran ten two two. I think mm. he ran he ran ten two two in high school. I ran ten two two in the forty. And this man <laughs> got loose on Georgia. And Malachi Starks walked him down. He did. He, yeah. he stopped him. He stopped him and saved and saved the touchdown. So I told Palmer, I said he's gone, and I said, "Nope, Malachi's going to get him." Dude, so, I mean, he was. So, I mean, and, and Malachi had two tackles like that. One wasn't quite as chased down, uh, yeah. but if he hadn't made it on, I can't remember who was carrying the ball for Tech, but it was the play that Bullard went down and and got the wind knocked out of him. Yeah. Uh, if if Malachi doesn't make that tackle, you know, it could be six as well. I just think that people, you know, I don't know that people take them for granted. You just don't talk about them much because they make plays and they make every play. And if you get, if you catch a ball at seven yards, you're getting tackled at seven yards. And it's just, those guys are, they're going to be, they're going to be important on Saturday. And because I'll tell you this, Alabama is going to run their quarterback and they're going to take 
a lot of chunk shots. And they're yeah. going to throw that thing deep, man. So those two guys are going to be in coverage, going to be deep, uh, got to make plays. Yep, and at the risk of leaving Kamari Laster and Dalen Everett out, I'm going to single out another group on the on the defense and it's the three amigos mainly up front the three seniors on that defensive line and listen we've we've seen Warren Brinson do stuff and we've seen Nazir Stackhouse do stuff and we've seen Zion Logue make plays as well um listen this is this is their time in my opinion because when you look I, I was looking back at the Alabama Texas game earlier today and I know that Alabama's a little bit of a different team now I'm not saying they're the same team and this is just going to work but Man, the way the way Alabama or the way uh, Texas took care of Alabama on the interior, and it wasn't just like you know swim movement. There was nothing finesse about it. They struck blockers. They reset the line of scrimmage. They kind of pushed them around. Listen, these are grown dudes for Georgia. These are these are big men. They've been around a long time. And you you put those three with Jordan Hall, with Christian Miller, um, Michael Williams, Tyron Ingram, Dawkins, and. Uh, and uh, uh, Tremel Wilther, uh, listen, this is that's a battle. I'm, I, I know I talked about it a minute ago. It's a battle Georgia really needs to win. And it's a battle that if Georgia wins, it will not lose. It will not lose on the scoreboard. Um, I, I mean, I, that's, that, I firmly believe that. And um, I think it starts with those three. And um, I, don't think we've, I don't think we've seen any of those three play the best football. They really just in the last year or two, started to play super high, I mean, really high number of snaps, especially in his ear stackhouse. You didn't see it as much from Brinson and Logue last year. Um, but we're just now, like, starting to see them there. I think they're starting to get healthy. Brinson was flashing last week. I expect a lot from that group uh, this week against Alabama. Folks, that's all we got tonight. That's all we've got. We're done. We're, we're as Tony Schiavone would say, we are desperately out of time. And uh, keep in mind, we have got. <laughs> well, keep in mind, we have got a, uh, a the the pregame show, the game day show, whatever you want to call it. Palmer Palmer calls it something. I may call it different. Uh, I don't know but, what I call it. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but we've got the pregame game day show Saturday morning, seven o'clock. Tune into that. We'll be with you after the game. We will be with you next Sunday and next Wednesday as well. No rest for the weary around here. Transfer portals opening up. It's about to get wild. Uh, come see us over at Dogs HQ. We'd love to have you, and everybody take care.